Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze, a seven-figure business consultant and strategist for online health and wellness coaches desiring to change history and build life-changing companies. Real talk, I wasn't an overnight success, and that would make for a pretty boring story. I was fired from my TV reporting career of a decade with just $825 to my name. In just two years, I built a seven-figure online coaching business. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. Grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor DeHaze Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We are diving all the way into the sales call process today, specifically my process, okay? The reason I'm diving into this, and I'm gonna teach you a ton along the way, but I get so many questions about closing deals and how I maintain authority during my sales calls, okay? Sales calls are not easy, and I've got tons of podcasts on buyer types and DM strategy, but I'm focusing on the calls right now. We're gonna dive into maintaining authority. This is also going to be a really short episode because I want you to be able to use this today if you have a sales call. So if you ever need a refresher, let's dive into it, but we're gonna go over my exact flow on a sales call and uh, the pre-qualification and hype up phase as well as the aftermath and payment collection, right? So I recently had a sales call with one of my 4% clients. And this is not the first time, but I wanna read you this message because Not only did they sign up, but they said, side note, do you have any podcasts or posts you would recommend for sales? I loved the way you conducted our call with authority. The entire way you nurtured, pitched, the urgency, the follow-up, flawless. I knew what was going on, I took notes, it was implemented super well. And when your clients commend you on your sales process, you know you've got something good going on. So I wanna dive into exactly how I maintain authority and build that out. So assuming your DM flow is working well, assuming you've got sales calls coming in, the first thing that I wanna make sure you're doing is getting enough information ahead of time and hyping them up, okay? So the very beginning before the sales call ever happens, I do not do the cold process. I am not doing cold DMs, that is not my style. I do coach both methods, both a cold and more of a warm approach. But for the sake of what I'm talking about right now, I personally in my business do not do cold DMs. Now, if somebody's applied, I've already got the pre-qualification questions I need, right? I understand if they're ready to go. I know why they, why they selected me. I know exactly why they are looking to work with me right now. I have all this information, okay? All I really need to figure out is how to close them, right? So one of the rules I have is I do not book sales calls any sooner than 48 hours of application. I know that many coaches will totally disagree with my theory and my methods on that, but here's the reason. When I have two full days to look at your application, I am able to hit those pain points and reiterate what we're going to work on and hype you up before the call. The call should be you just getting a yes. Okay, the call needs to be you hearing yes. It is not explaining your offer, it is not explaining your features and all of that. You already should have done that in the DMs. They've already looked at your sales page, they've already got the information they need, they know what's included, okay? So, 
I will quite literally respond to them, hey, so-and-so, so glad you applied. I saw that you're wanting to get this done in the next 90 days. Hell yeah, this is the first thing that I wanna start with when we get going. How does that sound? Or something like that. I'm taking something from their application and implementing that into the conversation so that we are able to move forward, right? So that's the first thing. And then every single day up into the call, let's say they book a call a week out from now or even two weeks out from now. Sometimes that happens. I don't love when they're that far out, but sometimes it happens. Every single day I am reaching out to them and the closer it gets, are you excited for our call? Are you excited for our call? Like they are not forgetting about Taylor at any part of the sales process. Taylor is going to be the first person in their brain whenever they get to Instagram. They're gonna see my stories, they're gonna see my content, they're gonna see my name in their DMs. I am making sure that I am being persistent and staying up front because here's what you have to understand. If they are applying to work with you, they are applying to work with somebody else. There is no way around that. And so if you are able to stay front and center of their brain, you're gonna close the deal a lot easier, right? So. Then here's how I prepare for the actual sales call. And this is the part that I want to really get into the nitty gritty with. Okay. So again, assuming that your application has all of the pre-qualifiers and if you, if you need help on building an application, that's a totally separate conversation. Okay. I'm assuming you have a great application right now, but the way that I break down my sales calls is in three big chunks, current future needs. Where are they currently? Where do they want to go? And how am I going to get there? right? What are the needs? How am I going to get them there? So when I'm on this sales call with them, I am walking through that exact process. I've got a Google doc over here. They're not looking at it. And I explain this to them, right? I'm going through this process, but here's how I start the call. I first hop on the call, small talk. Hey, how's your day? Whatever. Right. And then I tell them what the hell is going to happen. I say, Hey, here's how the call is going to go. I'm going to go over this game plan that I have for you. Then we're going to see if you have any questions, going to make sure that sounds good. And then we'll talk about the investment and any other questions that you might have. Sound good? Yep. Sounds great. Awesome. Cool. You establish authority from the very beginning. You have to take control where I see the conversation steering off is when you say, tell me about your eating disorder. Tell me about your hormones. Tell, no, do not say, tell me about blank because they will talk forever. So those of you that have hour long sales calls, that's the problem. That's a huge problem because if you have hour long sales calls, how the hell can you increase that volume? You can't not until you have a setter and a closer. And many of you don't have a sales call person, right? And that's something that you don't need right now. I mean, I still do sales calls for my mastermind because they're so, they work so intimately with me, but you have to establish an authority at the beginning. Okay. So they know what's going to come because you've already done the small talk. You already know their history. You know their fitness baggage or business baggage or whatever. Now you just have to make sure that you sell them on the process. Notice how in that current future needs, I'm not breaking down what's included. We haven't even talked about what's included in the offer. I put the personal responsibility on whoever's on the call with me to read the damn sales page. Okay. We're adults here. And I know that me saying you get this much call and this much slack and this much, this, that's not the selling point. The selling point is the fact that I took the time and you will take the time to create a game plan for them. that's customized because when these people are coming to you, they are burned. They are damaged. They are tired of spending money. They are tired of trying to find answers that they still can't find. And so you have to sell them on the process, right? So current. This is their words, where they currently are at. What are they struggling with? The future, 
what they want the future to look like, what the future looks like with you in it, okay? And then needs. That's your contracted timeline, okay? So if you offer a six-month contract, you give them a six-month outline. This is not doing their macros for them. This is just you explaining, okay, here's what we're going to start with. Then we're going to master this. Then we're going to do that, da, 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 da. And I will break down every single part of how I will scale someone's business or change their entire body in that time frame based on my contracted commitment, right? After this, this is when the people always get stressy. Maybe you get stressy bringing up the money, right? And so after that, you know, that's probably going to take me 15 minutes to go over. And then I will just say, okay, how's that? How does that feel? Right? How does that sound? Does that hype you up? And I'm like getting hyped with them. I'm like, dude, are you so excited to start this? Like, how does this feel? Usually they'll say something like, oh my God, this sounds exactly what I need. I'm so excited. And I'll say, okay, cool. Let's talk about the investment. And I don't wait for them to bring it up. I just say, let's talk about the investment. It's this much per month. And I require this much of a commitment. And I say, and here's, here's what happens when you get started. I'll send you this and this. I'll send you the payment link and the contract. And once that's signed, I'll start onboarding you. I'll start working on X, Y, Z, whatever it happens to be, right? And then it's not me giving them the option to say no, right? They can say no, but typically I am pushing them to say yes, right? And I've already made them feel so secure. I've already gone over questions that they have. Now, I will ask them this before I ask for the investment. I will flat out say, if they don't have any questions, I will say something along the lines of, would it be helpful for me to walk, walk you through what's included? Just so you kind of know the structure. And they'll say, yeah, sure. Or they'll say, you know, no, it's good. I, I've read the sales page. Awesome, cool. Don't waste time on that. Then you'll go into the investment. And then here's what you never say. Never say, how does that sound? Do not ask somebody how a price sounds because that insinuates that you can negotiate the price with you. And let's be honest, you cannot. Your prices are set. So here's where it gets tricky. The objection handling. We love the objection handling. I would say eight out of 10 times, somebody will say, sounds amazing. I'm ready to go. I just need to think about it. Can you give me until the end of the day? That's fine. So if somebody says, I need to think about it, sleep on it, crunch some numbers, whatever the hell they want to tell you, that's where you're going to say, okay, I love that. I love that you're taking the time to make this decision. I know it's a big investment. Reassure them, reaffirm them that it's a big decision to invest in you, but then flip the script and say, what would make you more comfortable? What can I clarify to make you feel more comfortable in this decision? Then they'll open up to you. They'll tell you exactly what you're asking. Well, I'm building a house this year. I'm getting married this year. I'm having a new baby. Whatever it is, right? And then you can fit. You can work on that pain point, right? You can you can troubleshoot that pain point. And then if they say yes, I'm ready, right? Then you'll say let's do this. And then you'll just drop the link to your contract or payment in the Zoom link, and you'll walk them through it, right? You'll walk into the contract and everything else. Now, I will tell you, I do not always collect payment on the phone, on the Zoom call. I don't always do that. Some coaches may have different opinions on that, and that's cool. I'm very much feeling the vibe, and this is where it's going to take practice, okay? The only way to get better at sales is to do more selling, right? To send more applications, to book more calls. For those of you that are like selling in the DMs only, or you've already outsourced your selling to a team member 
and you're not landing a lot of deals, I can tell you right now, it's because you have not mastered the process yourself. And if you have not mastered the sales process, it's gonna be really hard, really hard to have a sales member or sales team member doing any better, right? So if you can't close a deal on the call for whatever reason, totally cool. But here's what I want you to do afterwards. So let's say that they've basically given you a half yes. Yes, I'm totally and I just need to do something else. Whatever something else is. Apply for a credit card, talk to my husband, whatever it is, figure that out. You're going to DM them immediately after. Immediately after and say, hey, so-and-so, it was great to finally meet you. Can't wait to get started. The end, right? Can't wait to work on XYZ. Can't wait to fix this problem. Get, whatever it is, give them something that lets you know you're excited and speak to them as if they've already said yes, okay? That is the one thing that I cannot reiterate enough. Speaking to these people as if they've already said yes because your confidence is contagious. When you're confident you can get someone results, they're confident that you can get them those results. And they've never had somebody walk them through this process before, right? And so the next day, you're gonna follow up. I have so many questions for my clients. When should I follow up with somebody? Immediately. Okay, what about the next day? Yes, again, right? Now, if somebody has left you on red, and it has been 48 hours since your call, you're gonna send them this message. Hey, so-and-so, I know it's a really big decision and investment to blank. If now is not the right time, no worries. I'm happy to be a resource for you until you're ready to take that next step. You're almost giving them permission to say no. A lot of people, maybe you, are people pleasers. And they don't want to say no to you because you took all this time to make them feel so good. But what this usually does is it gets them to open up and stop ghosting you and say, nope, you know what, I'm just scared, right? Because fear is a major thing. People are afraid to swipe their card, not because of the money, but because they don't wanna fail, okay? And so even though people are telling you money is tight, it is not money. Because the same people saying that money is tight, they have their nails done, they've got a Louis, like they're taking trips, they're still doing all the things. Like it's not money. People will pay for whatever they see important, okay? And I always use this example. If I were to tell you that I could give you a million dollars if you gave me 20K, you would find a way to give me 20K so you could get a million dollars, okay? You didn't sell well enough, the end. So now how do you get better at selling, right? This is where I want you to review your DM process. Review your outbound sales process. Audit your calls. If you are not recording your calls, please watch them back. Even if it feels cringy, watch them back. Go through your application. Make sure that the questions are getting answered thoroughly, okay? If everything is open-ended, switch it over to multiple choice or check all that applies, okay? To get really detailed answers because the more detailed answers you can get, the more you can troubleshoot before the call and on the call, okay? If somebody just says, here's my name, I wanna lose weight and tone up, how can you create a game plan for them, right? You don't know. So don't be afraid of making your application a little bit longer, okay? If they're trying to change their entire life, I'm sorry, but I need, I need some answers, right? Um, I think my mastermind application takes about 25 minutes to fill out, right? And I don't feel bad about that because if you're going to invest in a year-long container with me and I'm going to work with you privately and very intimately, you bet your ass I need some information, right? And so making sure you're collecting all that data, but constantly auditing your sales process. And remember, it's always a work in progress. But 
that's where I would start. So I wanted to go over this process because I know that sales calls can be stressy and stress you out. And I have not recorded a formal podcast on my sales call flow. So let me know if this was helpful. I'd love to give you guys tips on the sales process. So, and if you use any of these tactics and they work for you, please let me know. So I'll see y'all next time. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Loved the episode? Share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.